like looking at me. So, okay. <laughs> forgive us, but we're just gonna get really comfortable. And I hope that you guys do too, right? This is interactive, is it not? Yes. All right. And so it was so funny you did this mother-daughter thing. And we know that our weekend is about generations. Yes. So thank you for representing us very well. You're welcome. You're welcome. And um, let me just say, my mother is in the building. Yeah. That's a generation. I got three daughters in here. That's a generation. I got a daughter over here, a daughter over there, and then I got a daughter right here. So I'm super, super, um, I felt special about that. So y'all know how I am. We're going to be practicing. Because we're going to get that song right. Is that right, me? Me, 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 me. Come on, Say something. Okay. So you can start off. I mean, you see your law. generational perspective and we share a little bit of biblical truth. And she usually say a lot of <laughs> a lot, lot of biblical truth. Because um, that's our roots and that's who we are. Mm-hmm. You got anything to add to it? Um, not that. This is a new journey and we just started but in February. Yes. And so um, it's been a different journey. We've had some challenges back and forth. We've gotten to know each other in a And a pre- 
appreciating not just your attributes, but your flaws, and being honest about that and being willing to um, adjust where needed. And so on this journey with our self-love, it's been a very, it's been an eye-opener because we've understood that there are some things that we may have done that have, we thought we was loving ourselves, and in actuality, we were not loving ourselves. We were actually settling, and we thought that that was love. Or we let people tell us what love is, and don't nobody know how to love you better than God and yourself. And so many times, we just let people tell us, well, this is, I, I love you. Well, that don't feel like love to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you talk nasty to me, that don't feel like love. That, no. So self-love is being honest about the fact that um, this, don't, this, ain't, this ain't the truth love, and I'll search for that. And I'm willing to give up false love in order to get true love. That's how I feel about it. Um, I like that you said that, Mom, because especially in my personal journey of self-love, I have to give up false love. Um, just to get the love that I need, the love that's supposed to be served to me, that I desire, that would help me to be who I'm supposed to be, um, how I can live and be greater um, in my life. Um, Self-love to me is not settling. Self-love to me is um, doing what's in your heart. Yep, so that's what self-love is to me, Um, especially as a single woman, um, chasing goals, um, figuring out what I'm gonna do with my career, and it's like you know things like that. So that's that's what self love is to me. Like no matter what, chase your dreams, girl. <laughs> no matter what, do your thing, girl. Um, so that's what self love is to me. And then also not being selfish. And so not being selfish for me is linking all women. That's true. That's, that's, that's what it you is. know, that's funny. I was listening to what you were saying, and I was thinking about, you know, I don't know if all of you go to church, but we are women of faith. And so um, sometimes, well, we, often we all, we, we come to the Lord, and we come to the Lord just as we are. This is us. This is us. This is how we are. You have to love me. Take me how, how I am. Self-love says that, yes, this is how I am, but I love myself enough to a to adjust my life or correct my life or redirect my life in a direction where it's going to go to the best place where I can be my best for God, where God can get glory out of my life. And so a lot of times in order to love yourself, you have to be willing to sacrifice the very things that feel good to you or the very things that mean a lot to you. But you know, in the back of your mind or in your heart, something, um, God is not necessarily pleased with that. And so self-love is a journey of being willing, like I said, accepting your flaws and recognizing you have them, but also redirecting, you know, your journey in the path where God can be pleased. And I tell you, you, there's a certain peace that you have um, when you know that God is pleased with how you are walking about your life. You don't carry that excess weight. And also, you do not settle for others defining what self-love is to you. And I think that we all um, struggle in certain areas of our life, no matter what it is, that there is a um, time where we let other situations or we let other people or we let um, other circumstances define that that's how we're supposed to be loved. When the best thing for us to do is line up 
you know, whatever I'm doing is just setting a good example for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Let's and that's, and that's, and that's, you know, down to the people that I choose to deal with, friends right. yeah. and everything, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. I would say this, um, you, you have a good frame for that. My mom, when we were young, my sister and I, she would always talk to us about life. She would always talk to us. <clears throat> One of the main things she talked about, because so many times women talk to their daughters about don't let this man do this. Don't let yeah. that correct. But we don't teach our women how to deal with women. Exactly. Yeah. We don't teach our women how to deal with women. And my mother, she would always talk to us about women. Talk to us about how to honor women, respect women. Yep. See women for who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All of those things. And that's very, 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 very valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think we lose that because now you, you see where women are your enemy. And yep. that's really not what it is. We need women to be allies. And it's starting to like five years old, yeah. four years old. Yeah. It's crazy. I learned about friendships uh, like eight or nine years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. And so obviously now you got to start even Younger. earlier yeah. because of, yeah. And you may not be able to use the word jealous yeah. because that's kind of crazy because them to think that all the time that everybody is jealous. That's true. You get what I'm saying? Even though you may see the, the certain characteristics of it, mm-hmm. we can explain it a better In way. A way. Because whatever you tell that child, now she's going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're jealous of me. You know? <laughs> right. So now y'all never find your own like, okay, right. jealous. I right. didn't know that about the Now she was failed. Now she goes home and says, mama, right. so and so says she's jealous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it just creates something different. So, you know, pray for guidance on how to show her mm-hmm. what's going on without having to use such strong words at such an early age. Yeah. And yet she'll, you know, she knows. But just the mere fact, when you have her sing that song yeah. and her sitting up here, even though in some ways she seemed like unattentive, she was very attentive. Yeah. And and that means y'all took time to do that. We did. She was a little nervous. She was on the rhythm. You hear what I'm saying? Right. She was on the yeah. rhythm. Practice. Yeah. That means you took time with her. You didn't just throw that song in her. Right. You moving and she moving just like that. You hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you got to keep doing that throughout her whole life. Stay with her. My daughter is 32. Mm-hmm. Um, what about 26? 21 or 22? 21. So I still care enough about them to stay on rhythm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's and I love, and I just want to tell you that you know I, I think that you're a great mom, and I see that you have a great mother, and I have like the same relationship that's with my awesome. mom. Yeah. Um, she couldn't make it tonight because uh-huh. she's out of town at a um, retreat, a church retreat, but. Um, you know, I don't know where I would be like, if I didn't have, yeah. like, the guidance from yeah. my mom. And she still helps me with my daughter tremendously. So. Right, and we need it, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. I still do. We do. Even if, like, you don't have, like, an immediate, you know, you're not blessed to have, like, a, a, a mom, you know, in your life 24-7, how we do, you know. It's always good to have, like, older women in your life that can yeah. guide you and that you can just talk to. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And understand <laughs> generation. And being willing to be seasoned. Yeah. With someone else's song. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yes, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? <laughs> I, see some, I see somebody back okay. there. Do you want to come grab the mic? Or?
Do you have any special practices that you do? Um, kind of, so, I'll talk, and if I'm getting off the topic, you'll be know, but um, I'm fortunate to be here because I've been through a lot, like uh, abuse, um, physically, you know, mentally by, like, uh, men and, you know, someone or two. And what's helped me is definitely God and also making, like, facial masks very therapeutic. And then, you know, also, like, um, talking and journaling. So I do a lot of journaling, you know, because I found it helpful instead of, you know, like, I've always been a writer since I was in second grade. So it's just always helped me, you know, escape from stuff that's been happening. And, you know, and also having my sister, she couldn't make it, but, um, speak life to you because right. when you're going through a lot and sometimes um, the person who does the most they you know they turn their back on you and then you be thinking like you know are they really for me they really you know is it something that I did you know you keep questioning yourself and keep questioning your sanity but when you have somebody you know like you're saying speak life because my mom also is very positive and she's always been supportive and she always, I shared, and she always said this stuff with me. She said, if, if somebody ain't got something nice to say, you know, just tell them you don't receive it and you reject it. You know, because when you um, take on the negativity, it does slip into your brain. And this is true. Like, I could have been gone, y'all. Like, I. Girl, come give me a hug. Come here. I ain't got to be on the screen. Come give me a hug. Because that's what you need. It's all right. Yeah. Until you can tell me what that looks like for you, then we don't even need to have the conversation. 
And so um, just, a, just a couple days ago, she, you know, she came to me. She's been having a lot of, um, we've been having a lot of issues in school and things like that. Um, she's been going through a lot of transitioning. I left Milwaukee um, for three years and came after taking care of my grandmother in Mississippi and just came back. So she's coming through another transition. So anyway, um, you know, the self-love piece. When we talked about self-love, you know, I asked her, what does that look, look like for you? And she said, well, Mom, I don't, I don't know if I really love myself. And um, I said, okay. I, and so she talks, about the, she talks about these negative thoughts that she has. And I said, well, Ada, you have to learn how to counter those negative thoughts. They're going to come. They may come because now the world is in your ear about certain things. And so I tell her to, when somebody says, you know, you're ugly or this and that, then you need to, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, even if you don't believe it, like they said, you used to say, fake it till you make it. You know, I may not be the best in this, but I'm the best in another area. You know, and you have to start having those conversations within your, with yourself, to yourself. You know, because my, I'm not going to always be here. I'm going to be here as much as I can physically. You know, I'm not going to, so it's my job to prepare you for when I transition and when I'm not around and all of those things. That's my job. And so it's very, it's imperative. That's what I tell her, that you counter those negative, negative thoughts because they're going to come yeah. all your life, all your days. They're going to come and um, you have to be able to counter those thoughts, you know. And like she said, the mind is, the, 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 once you get in that mind, once you get in the mental, you know, you can lose yourself. Once, once you allow things and thoughts to seep into your mind, that's why I talk to her about the music she listens to and all of that stuff. All of that has a, you know, the friends. You know, she's like this, well, everybody's her friend. She wants everybody to be your friend. Yes. I said, honey, look, if they can't, they, they're learning to be friends to themselves. They can't be a good friend to you until they learn to be, and you can't be a good friend to anyone until you learn to be a good friend to yourself. You know, you can love on them the best they can, you can, but, you know, you have to learn how to start cultivating relationships with yourself. So then you can cultivate relationships with other people. Right. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else want to share? You want to share? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you, ladies, for sharing. Uh, sister, you have something to say? to select the right things to pay attention to. 
because we got we got some positive things out there. This whole brown skin uh, girl song that's that's beautiful. That's like very beautiful. I would have needed that. Like you said, you got picked on. I got picked on. So I would have needed that back in the time when I was little. So there are some, for, you know, some things that you got to be fortunate on. You just have to use your wisdom. Was it really hard for you? Yeah, it was hard for me. Okay. <laughs> Dark skin, black burnt biscuits. Um, you're ugly. Um, your lips are too big. Your lips are too big. Just all of that. Yeah, so, it was difficult. <laughs> and then, you know what's so funny? It's like none of this stuff is new. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just... Generation to generation, yeah. as we talking, it, it, it isn't it isn't new. It continues to happen, and so really, it's our responsibility to empower ourselves. Right. You know, you can't wait for somebody else to do it. You almost have to ask God to give you that kind of love or pray that you get something inside of you that will allow that love to rise up, so that you can empower yourselves. Because yeah. depending on others, they'll give some love today, then take it back. You know what I'm saying? It's very risky. <laughs> So having yeah. like those affirmations, oh, yeah. you know, you may got to stand in a mirror, <laughs> I am beautiful, and yeah. so you really feel it, like, I am beautiful. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know the day it was, maybe in college or something, but I feel like, and somebody could like kind of correct me, like you get to a place in your womanhood where you like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm beautiful, I got this, I got, sometimes it takes a long time, sometimes it don't. But I do think we get to a place where we just like, you know what? I like what I see. Yeah. I don't like everything, right. but I like what I see. I'm rolling with it, and this is who I am. Because I didn't always feel the best, and I always was, you know, wondering. Like, one of my best friends, she was light-skinned. I was the dark-skinned. Um, so it was it was interesting. It really was. But then when I came into my own, and then my own style, and all of that type of stuff, like the style you got now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, then, like, you couldn't tell me anything. So I was cool. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we have a relationship with God helps. You know, that's the icing on the cake because that uh, keeps you humble. But it also helps you when you don't get the applause. Because you're not going to always get the applause. You really got it. But, um, yeah, I mean, y'all kind of lucky in the empowerment stage and oh, yeah. you go online and you see all of this black is beautiful and stuff. Yeah. Like, or like look, we talked about one time on our um, podcast, we were talking about podcasts, we were talking about like the different shapes of women yeah. and all of that. When I was in high school, I couldn't really just, I had to, you know, you couldn't be really just any kind of way and wear anything. They just talk about you. You know what I'm saying? And so now, you know, the people, they, all, everybody, women, everyone, we get so much freedom. And, you know, yeah, sometimes you maybe look that funny, but I think celebrated a lot. Look at Lizzo. She's doing the same thing Beyonce does. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, but Lizzo is a heavier set woman. And she, I'm, look at Isley. Isley knows Lizzo. <laughs> but, you know, when we look at that, don't you think that's really something? Because, She's doing the exact same thing. She sings in a, list, a leotard. She talks about the things that she talks about. You know what I'm saying? And she takes her power back. And so it's the same thing. And somehow, some way, you know, she's she's grown it out. And um, I'm showing her picture to a young man, to a guy. He was just like, ugh. And I said, why? 
because then I showed him a thin woman looked the same way. And he was like, yeah, like that. I said, but why? I said, she has the same body parts. You know what I'm saying? She has, it's just one, one person is bigger than the other. She shouldn't be dressed like that. Why? Why should the smaller girl get to look like that and, and wear a leotard? Why can't we? Why can't us plus size? Why can't we wear one?
thing for the weekend, just a little bit more. It says um, celebrating all contributions, and I believe that's from the different women and the different generations mm -hmm. um, that poured into us to help uh, push us forward. And what I did, and what I did is I just made a list. Because <laughs> I, I try to study for when you have me out here, I don't want to be all raggedy. But I made a list of um, different people. That made contributions to me. Nice. And I want to celebrate them. Okay. And I thought that some of you guys would agree as well. Okay. 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 So, I have the personal, like my local, like my circle. Mm -hmm. I have my mom. Okay. You know, Shout out to mom. She, um, the contribution she's given, the contribution she's made to my life has been amazing. She taught me maturity. Some, you know, people always think all of us are much older than what we are because my mom was serious and she just taught us how to be mature don't act a fool you know what i'm saying don't be um we wasn't really um a part of a buffoonery type circle we, we just wasn't as goofy so um that i love that she taught me maturity taught me integrity she um the most important thing she taught me about God and taught me about being responsible. Um, and then I just have like my grandmother, of course, my aunts and all of that. And then one thing I think, I wonder do we um, forget sometimes contributions from our friends? Mm. Not, because I think friends are so valuable, but a lot of times we love them because they make us feel good. But do we think about like the real true contributions that they're bringing to our lives? You know, keeping us sometimes on the straight and narrow, helping yeah. us to make good decisions, telling us, oh, girl, you don't need that boy. Oh, girl, you, don't, you know what I'm saying? You'll yeah. be all right. Oh, baby, don't wear that today. That's a real friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real friend. Yeah. You know? Oh, girl, I'll go with you shopping. I don't want to do it, but I'll go. You know, those. Or don't go there because you know you're going to act a fool. That's true. I've had that happen to me. I think we all had that. Like, uh-uh, you can't go. and what I want to be after. 
She's amazing. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a, you know, a preacher. She's a doctor. I mean, she, she just, I can't even explain it, but I know that God is blessing her because what she is contributing to the earth and to the women of God, letting them know, yeah, you can still be in love with your man. You can still be a good, you know, good yeah. mom. You know what I'm saying? Good sister, love your family, but preach the gospel like nobody's business and go and tell the world that Jesus is still saving. And I just, I honor that. She is. She's a beautiful one. Then I thought about national influence. Y'all got a list. She made black people proud to be black. She made hippie people, hippie women, like us, the hips, we can do that. We can go into the best room with our hips and our butt and be okay. Yes, and so I appreciate that. You don't always have to be a size four. If you get to be a size four, God's blessing upon you. But if you can't, that don't mean that you don't get in the room. Um, and then, you know, your intelligence and just the things that you um, can achieve. When I listened to um, one of her interviews, I, I listened to a lot of interviews. That's what I do. And I was um, actually one of her interview. It was someone else's. And he was saying that he was talking to a producer who had just interviewed her or was going. Interview Oprah? Yeah. In a sense of he was going to, she was pitching a show and wanted to go on a show. And he said, he told this other guy, once she left, I will not put that word on, on my television show. And so what Oprah did, she took that same pitch, walked right across the street to another network and got exactly what she needed. And so it amazes me, first of all, just her um, tenacity and just to keep on going. But sometimes when people count you out, they be wishing they can count you back in. But no, you missed this. And so I just, I honor her for that. Um, Michelle Obama, of course. I love, I love her. You like her? <laughs> when they go loud, when they go low, we go high. high. Yes. High. And just so many of um, those different people. I'm going to say, um, I'm not going to say her yet. Let me keep giving y'all serious names. Maya Angelou. <laughs> and that's then, does anybody watch this thing called Red Table Talk on Facebook? Don't you think that's pretty cool? I'm not saying that we always agree with everything they say or anything like that, but it does open up um, open up the world to our kind of conversations that we sit around our tables. I know my family, we do it. And like, they talking, talking. You know what I'm saying? So I, I appreciate that. That's a major contribution. And I am gonna say Beyonce. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> you knew I was gonna say it. <laughs> I know.
it's two of them, it's four of them, it's a couple of them. But first and foremost, um, the, the reason why I'm linking, and I know I'm linking, and I'm asking God, where is this linking coming from? It's my foundation and it's my roots. And the woman in the room who probably is like, she don't have anything to do with it, but the time that she put into her daughters, this is the manifestation of it. My grandma. Matter. 
not only do connections matter, but it matters who you're connected to. We do have to all be connected because we can't do can't do life by ourselves. But then we have to be careful about who we're connected to. And I'm of the mind uh, that says you might need to be disconnected for a moment if you are connected to the wrong thing. And so we start talking about self-love. I think one of the first components of that is learning to be self-aware. So that you know uh, the areas in your life where you're giving people permission to mistreat you. Sometimes people treat us like we teach them how. That's true. And so without awareness, um, you're not knowledgeable as to your weaknesses. And those are the things that people prey on. Where you're weak, then that's where your enemy will come in and take advantage of you and start to devalue you or mess with your self-esteem, mess with your self-image and things like that. Or your goals. Sometimes we have financial goals as women. We connect with the wrong source and then our financial goals will go out the window. Things like that. So it's important to be self-aware so we know. I mean, you know um, when you have a day where you feel like I'm going to just blow all my money so you don't go, don't leave the house. <laughs> right. You know you have a day where you feel like I'm going to eat everything in sight. So then you kind of yes. don't do that. You know, you don't leave your house or don't go to Popeye's or wherever it is that you're tempted to go. When we're aware of ourselves, uh, we get warning signs. Warning comes before destruction. And all of that has to do with self-love. And somebody will cause you, will try to cause you to believe that because you're concerned about yourself and you're aware of yourself, um, that you're selfish. Right. And self-love is not selfish. That's right. Um, I'm at my best self and better able to serve others yeah. when I'm in a good place. Yeah. You know, and so I, you, when you're not in a good place, you almost need to be selfish. Yes. Um, you remember the guys, some of you may remember in scripture, there were, uh, when there was leprosy in the Bible, those that were stricken by leprosy, they couldn't even come into the city. And if people would see them, they had to put hold of a sign and say, unclean, unclean. And some of us, we know that there's some days we need to have that sign up. That Y'all don't bother me today. <laughs> it ain't the same good day. I'm unclean. I'm unclean. Yeah. And all of that has to do with self-awareness. Yeah. And so we don't, um, you don't let others define you. You let God define you, and then you define yourself. And then you don't have to compare yourself with anybody else. You compare how you measure up. To, to what God has for you. You know, and whatever, uh, whoever you serve, and I pray that you serve the living God, but that you were made with purpose. Mm-hmm. And so whatever your purpose is, once we discover that, then we're on the best journey of all for self-love. Because the epitome of self-love is being all that we can be. Mm-hmm. That's the epitome. Being all that we can be, being the best people that we know how to be with, being who is the best person or persons that we should be with, the best people for us. Amen. And doing the best thing that we can do for others. So I thank you all for being here. I thank God for the opportunity to share. Join us for next week's garden experience. Invite the girls in your world.